This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1032 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Rutgers Equine Science Center Horse Health segment on the Horses in the Morning Show. Dr. Malinowski talks about what a senior horse is and how to keep him or her happy, healthy, and active. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here, and I am talking with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the product of the week. Hey, Glenn, and you know what? Everybody is shedding now. You know, my horses are black and white, gypsies, mostly white, and I look like a polar bear when I come out (laughs) from brooming him these days. And um, so I was thinking that I should feature a shedding blade, and I found one that was very unique. It's the Gruma Opening Shedding Blade. And there's two things that I found that makes this, uh, this pretty unique and pretty cool. And one is that it has um, thin, you know, blades, the, the um, teeth on one side are smaller and more fine and then the teeth on the other side oh. are your regular kind that you get on the you can get good on the body. So I thought this was really kind of a neat thing you can use in all different parts of the horse's body with the fine side and the coarse side. Also, it locks instead of you know how you have to put them together and you pull that thing through and through the loop. This is different. You just you just close it up and the little loops at the bottom and it locks in place. If you want to use it as a round thing or as if you want to put it together like that and hang it on the wall, which is what I do. Um, this was just a sort of a new design for a shedding blade. So that's why I wanted to feature that today. But, of course, everybody knows that it's shedding time and it's time to get some new shedding blades. Because let me tell you, if you don't replace them every year, then those teeth get dulled and it doesn't do nearly the good job that you need to. So you need to replace your shedding blade. So for, you know, 11 bucks, you can get this whole new cool one. And that's the Gruma Opening Shedding Blade. You can find it at equestriancollections.com. Just search for Gruma, G-R-O-O-M-A. Just put in Shedding Blade and it will pop up. I do like the design. And, you know, here in Florida, the sand really kills the teeth. So, And I know mud does as well. So you're absolutely right. It's time to look for a new one. And why not the best one on the market? There you go. Thanks a lot, Glenn. That's right. It is that time of the day and uh, the time of the week. And we've got Dr. Malinowski on the phone. Good morning, doctor. Hey, Jamie and Glenn. How are, how are you? Happy holidays. Thanks. You Happy holidays to you, too. We absolutely love having you on. And, and you're, you're so interesting to listen to and to talk to. And I, I know that we're talking about something that's pretty darn close to your heart today. Yes, we are, Jamie. Matter of fact, I was just uh, waiting to get on talking to Jennifer that, uh, you know, other than all of the work of studying uh, aging, the aging process in horses here at Rutgers University, um, personally, I also still uh, take care. I'm the caretaker of uh, Lord Nelson, who was the horse that was on the mountain patrol here for over 20 years, and he's now 41 years of age. 
And uh, he's starting, Glenn, to unfortunately show uh, dramatically the signs of of his age. And, uh, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed. He's still bright as a penny. Uh, He's still galloping up the field, but uh, he's starting to show his age. I am, too. You just bring him over and we'll (laughs) hang out together, all right? Uh. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, he might might appreciate the warm weather. And, you know, I'm worried about, (laughs) you know, the ice, you know, the ice this year and snow and that sort of thing. And, you know, keeping him warm and keeping his body weight up and all of those good things. But, uh, you know, not only are we studying what's going on in these, these wonderful animals, Glenn and Jamie, we're also, you know, we're practicing what we preach. I mean, we're trying to... We've kept him going. Uh, he was still riding, actively exercising at 39 years of age, and so two wow. years later now, he's he's showing all the signs of old age. <laughs> it's just like not me. quite fair. That, yeah, well, it's just not quite fair that they don't live as long as us. Our horse uh, partners and our and our cat and dog partners just not quite fair. It's it's tough to see them go through that. Now, what we're going to talk about today is how to comfortably make them last until they're forty one years old. So, uh, starting with you know. I always found that uh, the older horses, I have a soft spot in my heart, Dr. Malinowski, for the for the senior equines. And, you know, one of the things that I think is the biggest problem is keeping weight on them. Let's let's start with that. Yep, yep, yep. And, and of course, Jamie, it's important because, you know, 20% about of our total equine population in the world now are, are older horses. And so they are, you know, a very important uh, uh, a group of horses that we need to be talking about and look at. And I think one thing that we don't want to forget is scientists studying aging in horses that 20 is the time, the age that we've chosen to say that we're starting to really see physiological changes due to aging after the age of 20. So so if your horse is in its late teens, it's a mere teenager and don't change anything. But getting back to your question, Jamie, you know, keeping keeping weight on these horses, um, I think uh, you know, good good quality hay and forage is always paramount. Um, you know, uh, typical things such as dental checkups, you know, and deworming programs. I think our horses are are living longer now because of our parasite control. That you know, when ivermectin came out decades ago, that gave uh, the older horse a boost. And also, of course, our senior feeds, which tend to be higher in fat, not as high in starch, uh, pelleted formulas, you know, that are easier to eat, uh, horses that don't have proper dention. Uh, you can make, uh, you know, pea soups out of them, you know, make some gruel that the horse can then slurp down. Um, so as they get older, Jamie and Glenn, you know, they don't, absorb the digestive tract changes. They don't absorb nutrients as well as they can. And again, in Lord Nelson's case, it wasn't until he turned 40 that he started to show the signs of of not being able to re- retain that weight. But, you know, again, keep the basics, you know, at least a 12% protein in that ration, um, high quality hay. You know, people are afraid to feed alfalfa and grass mix hays to horses in general, let alone older horses. But uh, you certainly, older horses can do very well on, you know, a high protein hay, uh, like a good alfalfa uh, grass mix. 
And if you really do get into, into trouble, uh, up to a cup of uh, oil a day, you know, corn oil. Uh, people are feeding rice bran oil now, um, uh, flaxseed oil. So there are a variety of feed companies now making oil mixtures for older horses. But again, uh, corn oil that you can buy on sale at your supermarket uh, certainly is a good place to start. You know, it keeps, keeps, it keeps the shine on them and it also adds calories. Um, on the oil, or, uh, before, before you go on, go ahead. on the oil thing, is there an oil that's bad for them? Like, you know, we were looking up, I had this whole jug of peanut oil I didn't use when I uh, was doing frying, and I didn't know if peanut oil was bad for them. Is there an oil that's bad for horses? It, it wouldn't be, Glenn. The answer is no, but I worry about uh, oils just as, as you not using it, frying with it. Uh, it goes rancid very quickly. And so, you know, horses might find an off taste. Um, you know, I mean, pure vegetable oil may not be as uh, as attractive to them as a uh, corn oil is. So, again, a key is not only to feed them the oil, but to make sure that you store it properly, especially, you know, in Florida all, all year round. You don't want to leave it out in the sun in 90-degree heat because it's going to go bad and get off taste very, very quickly, and then they won't no. eat it. You mentioned, uh, I think, last time you were on with soybean oil. Is that one that you would recommend? Uh, soybean oil certainly could be. Soybean meal, you know, is an excellent protein for horses, a protein supplement as well as a fat. But it's very expensive, Jamie. And so if you're just right. looking at it for calories, stick with the basics. Stick with corn oil, um, uh, you know, even the flaxseed oil, rice bran oil, uh, I bought a jug of it a couple of weeks ago, and it was thirty dollars, you know, for a half gallon. So that that that's very very expensive. Ooh. Where, where you know your supermarket corn oil for a gallon, you might be able to get it for seven dollars. So if you're well, just looking for you, calories, stay stay it, stay with with corn oil. Okay, so I I just wanted to let our listeners know that if you are a Costco member, all of these things are much more (laughs) discounted at the Costco because I went and bought a ton of corn oil and now I've moved to the soybean oil uh, and it's a great deal, great price at Costco. So anyway, just a little heads up. So it's funny you mentioned this because I have a 20-year-old that is in my backyard and um, I, you know, I just now, he's at the end of his 20th year, and I just now noticed that he's just not quite as thrifty as he normally is. And it's, it's just, it's perfect timing that you're on. So is this the time where you would recommend, because he's on just a Purina strategy, that we move him to a senior feed? Absolutely, Jamie. That's a great question. And Mac, actually, I have a former racehorse who just turned 21 and we're going to be doing the same thing. So unlike Lord Nelson, who at 30 what showed no signs of losing uh, you know, fl- body weight or, or muscle condition and that sort of thing, uh, this horse is starting. It takes, a, it takes a lot more feed of strategy in particular to keep uh, mm-hmm. his weight on, and so we will be moving him at a much earlier age to a senior feed. Uh, again, going from just a mixed grass hay. He's now on an alfalfa grass mix, and he's also getting his oil. So those are changes that we made with this 21-year-old, and uh, he is being exercised at least twice a week, and so he is doing a much better job at maintaining his weight now. Do you like beet pulp for the older horses, soaked beet pulp? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, okay. that that'll also, you know, to add fiber, and um, it would be great for these older horses. 
All right. So feeding-wise, um, you know, it seems like the feed companies have got it pretty well spelled out. So moving on, you mentioned exercise. Is oh, this something ah. you, you go just go great, girl. Jamie. Me. You know, and, and it's <laughs> and, and and it's great that we just um, are having this talk today because a group of us from around the world who are interested in older horses uh, just had a lovely week in Virginia uh, two weeks ago at the second uh, uh, Havemeyer Foundation workshop on geriatric horses. And one thing, a message that came through loud and clear throughout the three, four days of the conference was that exercise is a fabulous thing for old horses. A lot of the work that we've done, Jamie and Glenn, here in in the aging process and studying the aging process as horses has looked at the effects of exercise. And so something that you can all relate to uh, in the older horse, insulin resistance, you know, or as we say in humans, you know, diabetic state. Uh, the older horse does become less sensitive to insulin, and uh, we have shown here in our labs repeatedly that with regular exercise conditioning, that being three days a week on an equisizer for about 30 minutes at 60% VO2 max, we can increase insulin sensitivity. And so training is a fabulous thing for horses. Uh, again, if they're they're prone to a bit of arthritis, Getting them to move these joints instead of standing in a stall is absolutely a wonderful thing to do. Uh, And exercise, for their mental state, it gives them a job. All horses do like a job. And uh, so while we start to see uh, a, a decrease in insulin sensitivity with old age, you also, and we've shown this repeatedly, see a decrease in the adrenals' uh, ability to respond with an increase in cortisol, which is the the, the the glucocorticoid, the primary one coming out of the adrenal gland in response to things, stress to things like exercise. But cortisol is extremely important, guys, because it does serve as an anti-inflammatory agent. And so if animals are prone to inflammation anyway, you want some cortisol there to reduce that inflammation. And also it's responsible for mobilizing glycogen stores. So producing glucose, you know, from the taking glycogen from the liver, uh, producing glucose and getting that glucose back to the muscle. So this is important. So one thing we recommend is while we've seen some changes in the older horse, horses over 20 with exercise in both cortisol levels and also uh, insulin and glucose levels after exercise, they never get back to what they were when they were a younger animal. And so in exercising your older horse, certainly take uh, thought that it takes them longer to recover afterwards. And something that Dr. McKeever also said to uh, you folks, I believe, uh, uh, two sessions ago, was that these older horses don't thermoregulate. Their cardiovascular function is not what it was when they were as the, when mm. they were younger. And so, if you are exercising an older horse, especially in Florida, uh, don't take it out in the bright sunshine when it's 90 degrees and 90% humidity. You know, wait until the evening, wait till the early morning before you actually exercise these horses. And that you know, makes sense. I, I, I mean, Nobody exercise is just wonderful. No, no. And you know, to get a little more scientific and maybe time for another show is something that we've recently, uh, which we presented at the Havemeyer, was the role of heat shock proteins, uh, a new class of proteins that actually 
are involved in cellular repair and homeostasis, they have been shown to also be involved in insulin signaling. And so we've shown here at Rutgers in the older horse that, yes, exercise can increase heat shock proteins in the older horse as well as the younger horse. And this may down the road, guys, be a way of being able to manipulate the horse's system so that you actually can um, uh, make the horse more uh, insulin sensitive. So exercising older horses, if you can, it's a wonderful thing. You know, if they need a gram of butte or something after a major exercise session or before, you know, use it. Uh, as an anti-inflammatory agent, and, um, you know, let them go literally at their own pace. You don't want to go crazy so, with an older horse, but they'll let you know when they're tired. Now, you mentioned uh, the, the fact that they have trouble thermoregulating. Is is that something, too, that can happen? Like, on the flip side of that, do they get – is it – let me see. A horse that – like, I my 20-year-old outback is very tough, and he's never wanted a blanket, but should I start to think about maybe keeping an eye on him getting overly cold? Yes. Yes, Jamie. Uh, again, uh, Lord Nelson still does not wear a blanket, but I'm concerned about him this year. Now, he is in a shed, a three-way shed, uh, with a companion, so they huddle up for warmth, and, of course, he's watched every day. If the animal starts to shiver... Uh, certainly you would want to blanket that animal. But uh, for now, uh, you know, you, you, you know, I mean, in Florida, I doubt that your older horse is going to need to be blanketed because it's cold. <laughs> Maybe well, you'll that, feel well, better having a blanket on it. <laughs> but Dr. I Malinowski, think... I, I want to point out that my uh, co-host, Glenn, <laughs> lives in Florida, but I am in the very freezing cold climate of Phoenix, Arizona. So... <laughs> Uh, it's really tough living out here. I'm mad at you both. I, I think I need a road trip to see either one of you. I'll let, we we I'll live let you, well, I'll, that's for sure. I'll let you know, Jamie, when I'm on the plane. Okay, come on out, girl. Bring Lord Nelson with you. Uh, I don't think you hey, can make that trip. Hey, we got down to 36 last night here in Ocala. It's chilly. Oh, Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> My horses because it's it is still thirty four. It's thirty four well, right now. It's not Glenn, supposed to happen in Florida, but my pony out there he needs a winter blanket like three hundred uh, fill, I think. No, <laughs> he's got a he's got a long coat. It's what the what what uh, what nature gave him, and I'm telling you, they they grow a hey, darn good coat. Don't be agreeing with my wife now, Doctor Malinowski, because I, I wasn't put agreeing. a sheet on him last night. And she You're just too lazy me. to brush them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is coming out. No, yep. guys. Yep. He'll tell you when he's cold. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. You can find links to today's guests as well as more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people on horsetipdaily.com. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. And I'll be back again soon with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 